Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. And as we come closer to the end of the year, let's take a look at real estate investment trusts today. How have REITs performed in the past year? And joining us on the phone today, we have two experts to discuss REITs performance for the year. We have Vijay Natarajan, analyst at RHB Group, and Rachel Tan, property REITs and healthcare analyst at DBS Group Research. Vijay and Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hong Bin, for having Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Okay, Vijay, let's start with you. You know, the global REIT sector was among the least performing sectors in the third quarter of this year amid a rising interest rates environment. How did Singapore's REITs perform in general? Um, As REITs were not uh, immune to this correction in Mm -hmm. general, especially in the months of September and October, we did see a sharp correction for the sector. Mm. At one point, the sector corrected by about 20% from peak when the interest rate expectations got reset and inflation got entrenched. Mm -hmm. But since then, I think since late October, we have seen that the sector has bounced back by about 10% and recovered some of the losses. Mm -hmm. But if you compare it with the global REIT markets, global geographies, etc., I think on year-to-date basis, REIT has performed relatively better. Year-to-date, REITs are down about 14%, but markets like US, UK, Australia, Hong Kong, etc., have fallen by about 20-30% to this year. The only REIT market that have performed better than Singapore is basically Japan, Malaysia, and India. Okay. So overall, I would say overall, I would say REITs has performed relatively better uh, global uh, compared to global REIT markets. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, were there any surprises in Singapore real estate investment trust performance for you this year? Uh, well, so overall, I think the REITs have moved in tandem with the macroeconomic headwinds, mm-hmm. uh, just like what VJ has mentioned earlier. But if I really were to pinpoint uh, whether there were uh, any two, uh, any surprises? I think there were two. Mm. Uh, so I think firstly, in the first half of the year, we saw a very strong recovery, especially from the retail and hospitality sectors mm. uh, post the COVID and post reopening. And that has been quicker and has held up much longer than what we had previously expected. Mm. I think secondly, um, if you look at how aggressive the Fed rate hikes have been in the second half of mm-hmm. the year, um, I think the surprise would be you know how how much it has impacted the estimates as we have seen the correction in the month of this September and October as what BJ had said. Mm-hmm. And as Rachel mentioned about interest rate hikes and the Fed's aggressive monetary policy, VJ, how did rising interest rates impact REITs this year? There are three basic ways in which rising interest rates impact REITs generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first and the foremost and the most important way is that on a REITs balance sheet, mm-hmm. your interest cost especially starts to increase when uh, uh, when rates rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is especially for the floating rate portions where uh, the interest rate sensitivity is much higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also for the new loans that are being secured, you're getting, you're going to have an interest rate reset for the REITs. Right. But the good thing for the REITs in the, uh, generally is that they are REITs as in hedged uh, quite a high portion of their debts, uh, typically about 75% of the debts for the mm-hmm. REITs as a sector-wise has been hedged. So the impact has somewhat been mitigated in this front. Mm. The second way of impact is basically on the assets now, from the capitalization rate perspective. What happens when the rates goes up is that the capitalization rates, uh, which, is, uh, which is basically by which assets are valued, mm-hmm. also starts to increase. And this will have an impact in terms of asset values and your NAV starts to stop rising and in some cases, in fact, start, start falling uh, for the 
most of the reads. Okay. The last point the investors has to note is that uh, this is somewhat tied to the earlier point which I t- talked about cap rates. Mm. Investors would start commanding for much higher yields from the reads when interest rates starts going up. This is basically because you get deposits. Banks are offering fixed deposits promotions at three percent, four percent. You get T bills and government bonds at four percentage or so. Okay. So basically, when investors wants to in, in, when investors wants to invest in reads, they command a much higher. Yields from the reads right. previously used to be five percent or so. The investors want a, this is what we call it as a yield spread, mm-hmm. and investors want it as as high as six percentage, and in some cases for small mid cap reads they might want in yields in the double digits kind of range. So these are all the reasons why we are seeing as reads corrected by close to fifteen percentage this year. So these are the ways by which reads were impacted by interest rates. Mm-hmm. I would say. Okay, okay, and Rachel, you know, with borders reopening, and as we head to possibly the last leg of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Did REITs perform as you expected? Uh, so yes, I think um, with uh, the reopening, I think uh, generally everyone is just very happy that mm-hmm. uh, you know there's some freedom in, in terms of travel or in terms of moving out. So we have seen the reopening place uh, doing well or did well in the first half of the year. So your retail REITs, your mm. hospitality REITs, so all have done well in the first half of the year. Okay. Uh, but unfortunately, they were weighed down by the macroeconomic concerns in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. So what we saw in the second half of the year is that there was a divergence between the underlying performance of all these reopening plays mm-hmm. uh, versus the share price movements. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, as what VJ have uh, a very detailed uh, <laughs> explain how interest rates will impact the assets, uh, so that has been the concern in the second half of the year. Okay, okay, VJ, what about for you? Did they perform in line with your expectations? Yeah, I agree with Rachel. I think from an operational standpoint, I think REITs has clearly demonstrated uh, benefits from the reopening. Point of view, we can see across the board occupancies have started to pick up. Uh, rents reversions are also has been quite positive. Uh, this was especially true for uh, reopening sectors, place like retail, hospitality was one of the star performance from uh, benefiting from the recovery in travel, etc. Mm-hmm. So from an operational standpoint, definitely I think I would say the REITs has benefited and performed in line with expectations. The only banner in the works or the only surprise was mm-hmm. like what you have been discussing about the interest rates and that mm-hmm. has come in fast and furious and inflation pressures has been a bit of a surprise in the negative side for REITs. Okay, okay. And Vijay, you know, we have various types of REITs here in Singapore, including commercial, industrial, retail, and etc. Which were the top performers this year? Again, I think no surprises here. Uh, the top performing sectors here to date has been hospitality and retail REITs. Uh, the reopening came much faster than market was expecting, uh, especially on Singapore front. I think Singapore was on the forefront of uh, reopening in Asia, but mm-hmm. in markets like Europe and US, we saw that the uh, reopening was uh, quicker than expected. Even uh, sectors like uh, countries like uh, Greater China are now starting to talk about reopening France. So uh, hospitality was a definitely a bigger beneficiary of this, and hospitality REITs have seen the clear uh, uh, outperformers year-to-date basis, followed by retail REITs. Okay. But what we have also seen in this that this picture has changed a bit in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what has happened is the concerns about economic pressures are starting to weigh in now. Investors are a bit concerned about 2023 being a year. Where recession could hit in, so this has started to weigh down on the performance of the reopening sectors and the defensive sectors like the industrial REITs are starting to make a comeback in the second half of the mm, year. Okay, Rachel, which were the worst performers? 
<laughs> I would say the worst performers should be the U.S. athletes. I think uh, there were a lot of headwinds uh, mm. coming through the U.S., uh, especially the U.S. markets. There were a few things like, you know, interest rate high, subsequently, you know, potentially interest rate hikes might move the U.S. into a recession. Mm-hmm. And this has caused a lot of fears in the market. So that has really impacted the U.S. athletes, be it office, be it even the data centers mm. uh, out there. But however, this does not mean that they are completely out. I mean, at this level, they have um, the U.S actually have fallen some 40 to 50 percent this year today uh, they have probably priced in majority of the risk mm-hmm. and uh, probably with and and I will view the US as as uh, they are they are waiting for more mm. positive signs from the US to see a turn in both the US market and also in the performance of okay. the share. okay and Rachel you know were retail investors the key driver of the overall s sector fund flow activities would you say I wouldn't say it's uh, completely retail investors I, mm-hmm. I think it's a mix, really. Okay. So, s have built a good, good spread of investors over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, given, you know, their attributes, given, you know, how investors love yields at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think both uh, retail and institutional investors quite vested in the s sector. So, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say retail sort of moved the s sectors more than the institutional investors. I see, I see. And Vijay, what were some of the trends you saw playing out in the sector this year? Okay, they've had actually three or four trends that we saw playing out in the REIT sector and industrial sector as it is. But the first one is actually the rise of the logistics mm-hmm. sector. We are seeing this as a mega trend in the sector. I think globally, supply chains has been, I would say, rewired. Uh, there has been a lot of change in the supply chains, not mm-hmm. just because of COVID, and it's also because of the macroeconomic tensions. There are US-China tensions. The various countries are facing different issues. And this mm-hmm. has caused a lot of supply chain pressures. And we have seen fundamentally logistics sectors benefiting from this trend. And uh, that is one of the mega trends that has been panning out. Mm-hmm. And we believe this would continue for a, a couple of years at least. The second trend is basically in the office market. I think uh, during the COVID time, there was a lot of uh, concerns about uh, whether office is still relevant, office, is, mm, office sector is, will be only bad hit, mm-hmm. badly hit post-COVID, etc. I think a lot of concerns have been uh, proven relatively uh, not to be true, especially in Singapore front. I think we have seen uh, everybody coming back to offices and CBD is fully crowded, etc. But there is one specific trend here. What we have seen post-COVID uh, uh, in this year is that there has been a flight to quality, clear demand of flight to quality. We have seen more of the more and more of the tenants wanting to be in a prime location so that they can attract back the employees. Mm. So flight to quality in offices is another trend. The last trend, also the trend, I would say is the hospitality sector. One thing that has COVID has taught us for the hospitality sector is that this sector is very volatile in nature mm. because people stay for a very short stay kind of thing. So what we have seen is that investors are mixing the hospitality sector with a part of a short stay and a longer stay kind of profile. So we are seeing more and more REITs diversifying away into hospitality sector in terms of student accommodations or private rental sector, etc. So this is a, another trend which we saw this year. And overriding all this is a theme which we have been seeing for the last two, three years is the ESG focus, mm. right? I mean, there has been a clear shift in ESG focus globally and uh, it was no, no changes for REITs. In fact, REIT, I would say, has been one among the pioneers in uh, focusing on the REITs. So in terms of reducing the carbon emissions, upgrading their assets to green standard or as much as possible, incorporating wellness elements for employees and tenant welfare, I would say that this theme has been picking up quite nicely for mm-hmm. the REIT sector too this year. Wow, that's very interesting. And Rachel, what about for you? What were some of the trends that you saw? Well, Vijay's answers are very <laughs> extensive. So, 
Um, probably I will just add on to some of the other trends that I've seen. Okay. Uh, in, I think Singapore has really uh, built itself up and uh, stand tall among the other countries globally. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the COVID situation, I think they have handled the COVID situation very well, uh, reopening at the very right pace. Mm. And hence, Singapore is now seen as a destination for regional offices or businesses to right. come uh, and set up their HQ office here in mm-hmm. Singapore. Uh, even, uh, you know, we have seen migrations or interested people coming into right. Singapore because of how Singapore has handled the situation. Mm-hmm. So I think the beneficiary from this is really the office sector that we have seen. Now, businesses are turning their eyes to Singapore and seeing Singapore as a regional hub to Asian countries or even to Asia mm. uh, as an alternative to, say, Hong Kong or even mm-hmm. China. So that has benefited well for the officer. I think secondly, I would say that it's probably in terms of uh, what COVID has taught a lot of businesses is that to drive efficiency in their mm. operations. So that has driven a lot of digitalization. So I, I'm not sure if you have noticed, but uh, increasingly when we go to restaurants, we are seeing a lot more usage of digitalization in terms of ordering, in terms of Yeah, pay. QR uh, codes, menus on QR codes, yeah. Yeah. So exactly, so I think uh, it's not just only in retail, uh, mm-hmm. not in the consumer perspective, but I think uh, uh, officers are also trying to see how they can use technology to mm. make things more efficient or even to be more ESG-friendly as what uh, Vijay said as one of the key teams for uh, moving forward in the future. Okay. That's very interesting. And Vijay, which REITs should investors look out for next year? Uh, okay, I would say that there are still a lot of uncertainties as we move into 2023. Mm-hmm. I would say the has been a, a bit murky. I mean, there are a lot of concerns about the uh, recession moving into 2023. So a lot depends upon how uh, this macroeconomic situation pans out. And mm-hmm. we expect that at least in the first half of the year, uh, investors are still going to be a bit more defensive in nature uh, until some sort of picture emerges in terms of where we are in inflation and interest rates, etc. I think investors would like to see uh, a dividend stability, etc. So mm-hmm. our picks is still morely in the industrial fleet sectors uh, for a dividend stability uh, performance perspective. So some of the REITs we like in the industrial space it also includes uh, Capital and Asandasi, TSR Logo Seed, AMC Packery. This also ties well with the logistics mega trend which mm. we have talked about earlier about. And I also agree with Rachel. Rachel has been talking about some of the US office REITs that has been beaten down for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like what Rachel said, a lot of negativities in this uh, sector has been priced in and possibly if things uh, start moving in the right direction, we might see some recovery in this sector. A similar picture could emerge even for European focused REITs where again a lot of negativities in the sector has been priced in some of the REITs like Cromwell and Euro, ID Global, uh, have priced a lot of negativities and if things start to stabilize and not get worse, I think there could be some recovery in these REITs also uh, in the next year. But I would say that it is still a lot of macro picture still, still shape, taking shape, I would say. Mm, okay, Rachel, any other REITs you'd be looking out for as well? Uh, yeah, so I think there will be two key themes for next year. I think firstly, people will probably move away from interest rate hikes. I think given how how mm. much interest rate hikes have this year been. So yeah. I think moving forward, they will move away from that, but look into more how the economy will grow from then onwards, you know, how this will impact mm. the economy. So I think the key team would be looking at a bit more resiliency in terms of the operations, which REITs will be able to offer more resilience. So I think Vijay has also mentioned 
mentioned industrial typically is a little bit more resilient. Your suburban retails are typically a bit more resilient. I think second key theme, which is uh, uh, quite timely now, is really the China reopening. Mm. I think we have heard a lot of news for about you yes. know, how China is slowly moving away from the zero COVID mm-hmm. policy. And you know, you have a big pool of population that has been stuck in the country for three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, although we don't know where the t- when China will fully reopen, but the direction is there. I think that is key. And I think uh, the China reopening place would be the key beneficiary once China reopens. Okay, well, thank you so much, Vijay and Rachel, for joining us today. Thank you, Hongbin. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Vijay Natarajan, analyst at RHB Group, and Rachel Tan, property reads and healthcare analyst at DBS Group Research. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM 893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.